When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, a lot of us are proud to be Americans. We are sitting here on uh, uh, on 4th of July holiday. Can you believe that? And it's Frank Morano here and John Katsimatidis. And uh, and Chad Lopez has wandered in. And and uh, we're here because WABC, the mail must go through. But it's not mail. <laughs> the voice must go through. Good morning, John. Happy Independence Day. Well, happy Independence Day. And uh, uh, I think it's a... Uh, a great day to remember. What is it? Two hundred and forty-six years today, and and um, and a lot of Americans are concerned on this Independence Day that the uh, that they're trying to change our way of life, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. And uh, I love to hear those songs. Uh, a lot of Americans have lost their lives uh, trying to save uh, our country, and we've saved it, but. Um, we're in a, a period of time where uh, I'm concerned. Uh, I think uh, that's the one thing, whether people are Democrat, Republican, independent, or non-political, the polls show that everybody's concerned. Uh, just about, uh, something like 83% of the American public, th- and that's cross parties, thinks the country's going in the wrong direction. So, uh, I mean, there is a significant cause for concern. You know, John, I think most people know that you've done very well in business, but they may not know about your story and to me your story of coming here as an immigrant uh, only six months old and being kind of a self-made success story that is the american dream i'm wondering if uh, you think that well, that's american... what america america is all about i wonder if you took a, a survey of the forbes uh no, 400 or forbes 1000 or whatever it is how many of the people made it on their own uh, whether their their father was uh, uh, my father was a busboy and a waiter and and uh, uh, some people if their their fathers were uh, uh, farmers, but um, it's um, it's the only place in the world where you could still make it. Now, is that way of life changing? We can talk about that. Mm. Well, I, I'd say one thing that's got a lot of people. And we, and we got Chad Lopez here. Uh, veteran of the and, Navy. And he's a veteran of the Navy, and uh, he was in the Navy for what, five, six years. And, and uh, Chad Lopez, yeah. uh, your family is originally from where? Venezuela? Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're, I'm mixed with everything, but uh, that's where the descent from. Yeah, and I'm proud to be here. I'm proud to be an American, to be honest. Today, I'm happy that you're doing a live show, John. We are the only... Uh, radio station doing a live show yeah, in uh, New you, York. You go up and down the dial, uh, everybody's phoning it in. They're playing yeah. replays of this and that. Uh, but uh, people still want quality live and local radio programming, even on the holidays. Why would anybody want to listen to a, a taped uh, thing? <laughs> you got me. I think that's one of the reasons our listeners uh, have rewarded our station with the high ratings that they have. Uh, America since, uh, deserves better, right, John? America deserves better. New York Deserves yes. better. Yes. Where they're trying to close up New York, we're trying to keep it, keep it open and open it up. And uh, and Frank, uh, uh, overnight shows from one o'clock to five o'clock, Monday through Friday, and 
than Curtis Saturdays and Sundays. And uh, live music you know, all weekend there's long. There's a lot of people. Lot, a lot of people can't sleep at night. They want to hear somebody. They want to be, you know, if they're alone, they want to be. They want to feel that they're with somebody. Uh, no doubt about it. I think uh, you know what we've done on this radio station under your leadership has been transformative. I don't think there's a radio station in this country that has had the kind of 360-degree uh, turnaround that we've done over the course of the last two years. If you look at where the station was uh, two and a half years ago in the ratings and in terms of the quality of product that we were that the station was putting out, it's night and day as to where we are now. I mean, the fact that you're here dressed to the nine, suit and tie, <laughs> at 6 well, o'clock in the morning I, I have other on a holiday. Duties. Today, uh, after I'm, I'm working here at 10 o'clock this morning, and after that, they, uh, there's a ceremony. There's a ceremony down in the World Trade Center, uh, St. Nicholas Church, the one that was destroyed at, uh, in World War, uh, World War III, was it? Was it the yeah, beginning uh, of World right, War III? September 11th. September 11th. And uh, it's opening officially, and it's going to serve not only the Greek-American community, uh, it's going to serve the entire world. It's an ecumenical uh, institution where we'll always remember 9-11, and as there's a place to go, and we we expect several million visitors a year, there's a place to go to mourn uh, on 9-11 and to, to think about the people that lost their lives there for for stupidity reasons, for reasons yeah. that, you know, terrorists, uh, it was just very, very sad. Absolutely. That's great that uh, St. Nicholas... I lost four friends that day, and I don't know how many you lost. If you uh, a very close friend, Jeff Giordano, who was a firefighter. I, I still uh, I think of him uh, every time uh, we, we do the Tunnel to Towers walk, yes. and you see the great portrait, uh, and it's still just very emotional. I know your cousin, whose name John Katsimatidis, yes, passed uh, away that day. John Katsimatidis with a K. Uh, he, uh, he, he was on vacation in Greece for three weeks, and that was his first day back oh, to work. Uh, and uh, he worked for Cantor Fitzgerald, I think. And um, nobody made it out. Uh, it's it's just awful. Um, one thing that has on a lot of people's mind, John, you're in the energy business as well. It's one of the many businesses you're involved in. Is gas prices? We're seeing uh, four dollar, an average nationwide of. Uh, Four dollars and eighty-one cents in the country. A little bit higher here in New York, but uh, a lot of people are pretty furious with this tweet President Biden sent out over the weekend. He essentially said, "My message to the companies running gas stations and setting prices at the pump is simple. This is a time of war and global peril." Where's that buzzword? They're full of what? <laughs> so this is what he says to the companies that run the gas station. Bring down the price you're charging at the pump to reflect the cost you're paying for the product and do it now. A lot of people think it was a little inappropriate for President Biden just to call out the gas companies and oil companies this way. Uh, to give it to a straight, John, is the price at the pump being driven by oil prices, you know, uh, by the I gas? Mean, absolutely not. I mean, that's the stupidest thing I yeah, ever said. crap. Thank you. Uh, that's the stupidest thing we anybody heard. E- yesterday, even uh, uh, Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos tweeted it out that uh, the fact is it's just stupid. I mean, it's driven by the world, the price of oil worldwide, and uh, the refineries, the gas stations. We make the, our traditional margin. 
You know, you need a margin to stay in business, and uh, you need a margin at the gas stations to stay in business. You, you got to pay the employees. You got to pay your taxes, and you got to pay your uh, uh, all your expenses. Otherwise, you don't have a business. So it's not like they're stockpiling uh, mountains of cash. Where are you going to put it? <laughs> you got me. Uh, so uh, that's a uh, that that's an inaccurate tweet from it's, the president. It's no, it's 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 worse than that. Uh, do we know? You know, today on Independence Day, I respect the presidency of the United States. So I would say I don't want to use any other words other than it's it's worse than that. If Jeff Bezos, even him, he's putting out tweets that it's. It wasn't a smart tweet. Uh, then, you know, I'm not going to blame the president. I think it's the people around him. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's ultimately, uh, like Truman says, the buck stops with him, right? Yeah. What, uh, do you, what do you think, Chad? I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. That's uh, a good way to look at it because if you think where we are right now, it's it's almost embarrassing. It's unexplainable what's happening, right? And so it definitely is. I think it's just not one person. It's people around. Well, these are stupid I- people. <laughs> I, um, by the way, the inside word from the Trump campaign I heard over the weekend is that he's going to announce the next 30 days. Uh, what do you think of that? You think he should wait until the midterms are over? Because I, I would think, uh, and I voted for President Trump twice, but I would think by announcing now the midterms almost become all about Trump rather than the bread and butter issues like inflation, energy prices, b- the border, obviously this crime crisis that people are really concerned about. Does Trump risk being a distraction by announcing now rather than waiting until after the midterms? I think he should wait till after the midterms. I think the concentration has to be on the Congress and on the Senate and then, you know, and, and see where we go from there. What do yeah. you think, Chad? Yeah. You have to wait because it, the distraction, I think it's, it's time to just let, it, let everyone focus on what's going mm-hmm. on now in the present. All right, uh, we have a, a star-studded lineup for the next four hours. Um, Dominic Carter is going to be here around 6.40. Greg Kelly, who's doing a great job in the afternoon, he's going to be here in the 7 o'clock hour. The great Joe Piscopo, who uh, I was listening to over the weekend, sounds as good as ever. He's going to be here in the 7 o'clock hour. Andrew Giuliani, who won New York City in the Republican primary race for governor, he's going to be here. Bo Snerdley, uh is going to be here. James Golden. Sid Rosenberg thought he was going to get the day off today. Not to be, he's going to call in in the 8 o'clock hour. Bruce Mosler is going to be here, and then you're going to get to hear Bill O'Reilly, Bernard McGurk, Judge Jeanine Pirro, Cindy Adams, Lydia Serrani, and Curtis Sliwa, who is currently sleeping on the floor of the neighboring studio. So uh, we have a star-studded lineup of uh, all the WABC guests today, all the WABC talent that uh, we have all worked so hard to uh, bring you a com- really complete mo- Independence Day edition of this show. So that'll be fun. Today's a special day in America, and I'm glad they all have a live appearance, a live appearance uh, telling us how they feel about uh, our country. And um, uh, I've always said during the week last week, we we started to call out the, the art of Sun Tzu. Mm. Uh, the the, art, of the war. art of War, uh, which is a, a book written uh, or a, a strategy written 2,000 years ago by the Chinese. And because uh, uh, America is under attack in so many directions. Uh, you know, our education system, we were talking about it over the, the weekend. You know, we have those Saturday morning breakfasts, uh, Frank. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, you know, we had a special guest this weekend. On Saturday morning, we had Scaramucci. Oh, the really? Mooch. And uh, he didn't talk about Bitcoins, which is better. We're better <laughs> off not talking about them right now. Uh, and uh, But he talked about education and how education, we are screwing our kids. We're number 25 in the world. Could you imagine the United States of America being number 25 in education. Yeah, let, let makes you wonder where we're going to be as a country 20 years from now if we kept, keep getting beaten by all these other countries. And, and the other suggestion came up in education. Uh, kids don't wake up till about 9 o'clock, uh, and we're sending kids to school at 7.30 in the morning. So suggestion was made that we move it up to about 8, 8.30, 9 o'clock, and then keep them in school till 6 o'clock until the mothers or the fathers get off of work. That way, uh, they don't have to go to hang out in the, what was it in the old days? Right. L- the candy key. store yeah, or right, the pizza right, store right. and end up getting yeah. in trouble. I, I am a big believer that school start times should be later. I mean, I've heard so many stories from teachers and parents that these kids aren't even able to stay awake at the beginning of the day, let alone learn. I mean, what's your take on that? Do you agree with that, that they should push that I thing? I think if we're number 25 in education, something is wrong. Mm. I, I know you're, you've are you been supportive of both Mayor Adams and Governor Hochul. I saw on Friday that she signed a two-year extension for mayoral control for him to control New York City public schools. Well, that's how they controlled him yeah. to, to this point. Right. So right move, though, you think? Um, I think the mayor of the city of New York should be in control of the schools. Uh, the mayor was speaking out over the weekend of um, another shooting, this time involving an off-duty corrections officer. It, it looks like crime is up even more than it was a year ago. He ran uh, largely on a platform of getting violent crime under control. Uh, where, are you optimistic at all that he's going to be able well, to get things under control? Uh, the other person I was at the breakfast on on Saturday morning was uh, uh, Governor David Patterson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard him yesterday on the Cats Roundtable. Sounded great. Yes, and we talked about it uh, on Saturday morning. Uh, and uh, the rise and fall of AOC. And, uh, uh, and uh, AOC has been running around trying to push the socialite, so, socialist culture. And... She uh, supported nine assembly members, nine assembly members, seven lost of the nine. So uh, Governor Patterson agreed that she doesn't deserve the limelight. And uh, uh, and the, the news media, they're just looking for somebody to publish on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, here was Governor The same Pat- way they did with that guy Yang. Right. What did Yang deserve to be all, all over the media? What did he ever accomplish? Yeah, you were not a Yang fan. I have. I liked Yang. I, well, I, you can like all you yeah. want, but doesn't mean you should let him run a <laughs> hundred million dollar budget in the city. And where is Yang now? That, oh, that's fair. Hey, this was uh, Yang. This, this was Governor Patterson yesterday on the Cats Roundtable. You can hear the whole interview, the whole show at wabcradio.com. This is the the uh, observation that uh, John's referring to. Is this the rise and fall of AOC? Yes. Well, I don't know that there was ever a rise, John. I think AOC, who defeated a congressman who was notably absent from his district a lot, so she outworked him and she beat him, 
And then she became this kind of overnight national success. But really, there's no evidence that it had any coattails, not in uh, this 2022 primary, but not even in the 2020 elections. I think she is really a, um, you know, a phantom of the media, that the media projects her. But when you look at it, um, she was given credit for stopping Amazon from coming into New York. It had nothing to do with her. It had to do with the legislators being angry that Governor Cuomo had never told them that he was negotiating with them and took all the credit for himself. But my overall thought uh, to your original question about AOC is AOC are just three letters in the alphabet. You know, John, listening to Governor Patterson, and he's a friend of, I think, both of ours for for many years, uh, even long before he was governor, uh, he's so sensible. And I don't know if you saw the front page story of the New York Times magazine yesterday. The headline was The Vanishing Moderate Democrat. And one of the complaints that I've heard from a lot of rank and file Democrats is that it seems like uh, the moderate Democrat or conservative Democrat really has no place in the party today. I've heard some of the uh, similar complaints from Republicans on the other side. Are the two parties, in your view, becoming too extreme and too polarizing? What did Goldwater say? Right. He said extremism in defense of liberty is no vice. Well, he's full of crap, too. <laughs> I say extremism in any direction. You know, extremism in any direction is bad. All right. You know, we, 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 we need common sense to run our country, our city, and our state. All right. So, so far uh, on this Independence Day edition of the Bernie and Sid Show with John Katsimatidis, I'm Frank Morano. We have called out President Biden for uh, tweeting about the oil companies. We have uh, taken issue with AOC and saying essentially she's a, a media creation. And, yes, we've called Barry Goldwater full of crap. Uh, who knows? That's the first 19 minutes. There's no telling where we're going from here. Still to come, Dominic Carter, Greg Kelly, Joe Piscopo, Andrew Giuliani, Bo Snerdley, and both Bernie and Sid are going to be on. It's Independence Day. We're going to play some patriotic music. We're going to tell you what's happening in the news. We're going to have a good time as you go out and buy, stock up on stuff for your barbecue or whatever parade you're heading to today. Keep the radio on. We're going to have live and local programming all day long. The only station in New York to do that today. And news as it happens. That's right. 800. Uh, well, we will get into it in a big way straight ahead i do not believe that any of us would exchange places with any other people or any other generation the energy the faith the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it and the glow from that fire can truly light the world and so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is old there. 
That's beautiful music. Absolutely. Uh, our program director, Matt, uh, Matt Meany, a, uh, a very good ear for patriotic yep. music. We, we're calling these the songs that built America. Well, they are. I mean, uh, it, it makes you proud to be an American. It makes you feel good to be an American. And, uh, uh, and you know, one of the ones uh, I, I always do after events, I have everybody stand up. And sing God Bless America. Mm-hmm. I've been to many an event where uh, where that where that happens. Uh, you walk the walk, uh, John. Uh, not when it comes to patriotism. I don't think uh, I don't think there's anybody that embodies the American spirit uh, more than you do. And uh, it's going to be v- uh, very interesting to see where the country's headed from. I saw this uh, time next uh, year. Senator Schumer last night, and um, uh, we were eating in a restaurant in Southampton, and uh, and. Um, he was a few tables over for me. And I said to him, Senator, uh, the country is depending on you to save America. But right now, he's the majority leader. There's a lot to say about what's going on. Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, I think a lot of people are concerned, rightly so in my view, that the parties aren't in, in Congress. They're not necessarily interested in working with one another to improve the country, they're interested in warring with one another for a political benefit. Uh, but this is the art of Sun Zhu, a mm-hmm. uh, 2,000-year-old uh, art uh, that was written up and, uh, and practiced by uh, the Chinese. Uh, how to defeat your enemy without even knowing that you're, you're fighting a war. And um, many people have said, uh, right now, uh, we are in... Uh, uh, a new type of war. This is World War Three, and it's a new type of war. Uh, our borders are under attack. Uh, the our young people, drugs are being shipped in. Fentanyl is being shipped in uh, every day. Uh, we we talked about our education system. We talked about our legal system. Look at this. The 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 uh, chief. Uh, a uh, person at the Supreme Court that's in charge of security went to the state of Maryland and say, what are you guys doing? Yeah. What are you guys doing? Right. I mean, we're supposed to be, you know, being to be able to intimidate, to intimidate our, our justices at the Supreme Court. Well, it's against the law. Picking their homes, yeah. uh, making them feel that it's going to get even worse. If they don't vote their way. Since you mentioned the Supreme Court, John, you know, obviously there's been a lot of controversial decisions that have come out lately. I don't think any more controversial than the Dobbs decision, which dealt with abortion and essentially repealed Roe versus Wade. A lot of folks said, you know, Republicans were poised to do really well in the midterms because of inflation, the border, crime and just overall dissatisfaction with President Biden's leadership. And a lot of folks are saying that this abortion decision might actually turn off moderate voters. I think Alan Dershowitz made that point to you on the Cats at Night show. How do you see this abortion decision playing into the upcoming elections? Well, it's the Constitution never mentioned abortion, never mentioned. And I've always taken the position that it's up to a, a woman. It's up to a woman, her family, and her doctor on what they wanted to do. And uh, what the Supreme Court says, 
don't put it on our on our uh, shoulders. It's uh, st- states' uh, responsibility to make decisions. So they send it back to the states and say, you know, it's not our decision. It's your decision. The Supreme Court never, the Constitution that you ask us to interpret, never talked about abortion, never had anything to do about abortion, and we're not in a position of making laws. You know, you can't make, you know. Yeah. No, the, I've always the, said the, that. Well, yeah. and, and it goes on to the rest of the decisions they made. It says, the Supreme Court is here to interpret the existing law. The Supreme Court is here to interpret the Constitution. But we're not here to create laws. That is the job of of Congress, the Senate, uh, and the president to sign off on it. Yeah, politically, though, it certainly looks like uh, Mike Pence is planning to run for president now, whether Trump gets in or not. And he said that he thinks, you know, he want, he's not going to rest until abortion is banned in the whole country. Now, does that risk turning off moderate voters that might Extremism vote? in any direction is no damn good. We've got to come up with a new statement right. <laughs> because uh, Goldwater, how many states did he lose? Did he lose 49 states or uh, eight? Uh, not quite that many, but... Uh, but extremism he... in any direction is, 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 is no good. Uh, you need balanced common sense, and that's the way our countries, uh, uh, our country ran uh, our, uh, for the last two hundred forty-six years. You, you talk about common sense. You know, one of the areas where I think if you take regular Americans, and if people are tuning in, you're listening to the Bernie and Sid show. Frank Moreno here with John Katzmatidi, special live and local. But I lose Frank at six forty, but I gain Dominic Carter. Hey, uh, you trade it up. Trust you. me. Trust me, uh, there's nobody that knows the political scene better than Dominic. You're, you're, no, I you're, mean, we, you're we got Dominic Carter uh, from 6.40 to 7 o'clock, then Greg Kelly's going to call in. And after Greg Kelly, Andrew Giuliani's going to call in, and everybody's in for a 20-minute shift. You have to pay him for a full hour? That's right. The fireworks <laughs> Chad, start here, right? You have to pay him for a full hour? I mean, no, they're no, only working 20 no, minutes. They are proud to be Americans. They're doing this right, pro bono. doing it for Americans. Right. So uh, you mentioned Andrew Giuliani. You know, he just ran in this primary. By the way, he was at the breakfast, too. Oh, really? But this was... And, uh, and uh, this is a great breakfast. And uh, uh, Andrew uh, talked about he's supporting uh, Lee Zeldin, and, and uh, he's supporting... Uh, uh, and... Uh, he wants the best for what's for New York City and New York State. Do you think after his recent run for governor, where he finished second but won in New York City, do you think that he has a future in New York politics? I think he has a future in New York politics. I think he may have a future in radio. Really? Right. You never know. The, the, don't yeah. let him do the overnights. The overnights are spoken for. <laughs> but, uh... and, and now you're, you're nation... You're national, nation to nation. You're across the. You're in Nevada now. Understand? Tell yeah, people about Nevada. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, we launched this that's week. Where, is that where area fifty one? That, that's darn right. That's why we played that clip from Independence Day of them seeing the aliens for the did first you, did, time. Did you stick your head out the window see if there's any flying saucers out there? <laughs> so far, so good. I think they're. You they're, know, they're not attacking today. Not, not yet. But we'll we monitor. We beat them. When was it? Nineteen ninety six. That's right. Hey, the movie. They, we beat them. But for the sequel, we needed the help of the Chinese to beat them, and that's. Well, the Chinese help pay for the movie. That's right. I, that you're exactly it's, right. It's all in the money. It's true. Uh, it's not you know, the only follow way. the money. Uh, when the Chinese were paying for some of the movies, what was the name of that movie in outer space where where we Gravity. rescued 
the Sandra two Bullock astronauts, and George Clooney, right? Yeah, the, the two astronauts that, were, that that needed rescuing, and who rescued them? The Chinese. Chinese. Well, the same thing with that uh, that movie with uh, with the 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 uh, I think it was called the Arrival. The Chinese are the hero in that film too. I, I learned this. Who from pays? Your show. Who's paying for the movie? Right. Well, they, the studios want access to the billion. I mean, if I was paying for the movie, I'd be the hero. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it, they want access to the billion Chinese moviegoers. Yeah. And so the Chinese government won't allow Let them. Let me tell you something. The Chinese, I consider them very, very smart. I consider them uh, uh, great people. And, you know, it's some of their leadership we don't tend to agree with. Yeah, well, but the Chinese people are great people. Yeah, I mean, as far as the leadership goes, I mean, seeing what's going on with respect to human rights, everything from the Uyghurs to political suppression to religious suppression, it really uh, makes you appreciate the freedoms that we have here in America, especially on independence. Talk to, ask Roger Stone about that. Oh, yeah. I still think he'd uh, he'd prefer to be in America than China any day of the week. And ask uh, Peter Navarro about that. You know, instead of calling his lawyer and saying, ask him to come in, they send a bunch of FBI. It's the Department of Justice, which is a political appointee. That's the boss. And the question is, and we'll talk about it sometime, uh, should the Department of Justice be a political appointee or should the uh, head of the FBI fear? He's got a 10-year term. Maybe it should be jointly put there by Congress, by Republicans and and Democrats. Well, and, you know, speaking of Giuliani's, what Rudy Giuliani's going through now, our colleague who you could hear every day at 3 o'clock, where they're sus- they suspended his law license without a hearing. New York and, and in Washington. Yeah, no, I mean, it really— well, you talk about that. You know, the, those two lawyers that threw Molotov cocktails at, at police cars— they still got their uh, law no, license. I'm aware of that. Uh, former U.S. Attorney and uh, former Deputy Attorney General I Rudy Giuliani. I believe in equal doesn't. justice for all. All right. Well, I believe in uh, you know equal justice for Dominic Carter. Is your time up already? I, hey, I, I got to get to sleep, Sean. I, I have uh, I have fireworks to watch and uh, I, I have uh, a nap to take. All right. Have a great show. I'll get be listening. Out. Thank you for the opportunity. I thank you many times for the opportunity to do overnights. Uh, it's great to be here with you and with Chad. Happy Independence Day. Happy Independence Day. Have a great day with your family. Thank you. (laughs) If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation, or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.